Hey, everybody. Welcome to Tatva Tuesday. This is Lindsay Warwick, the conduit on Spotify and YouTube, coming at you with the spiritual interview series here. Tatva is a Sanskrit word that means truth. And so I've invited some amazing guests that I've met throughout my spiritual journey and just my life journey in general to come on here and kind of talk about their experience with God or their higher power source. Um, And then, yeah, we pretty much roll with it unfiltered and see what comes out. So super excited. Uh, Last week, I didn't have a guest, but so happy to have John Kaiser on the podcast. He's my friend and he's a massage therapist. So thank you for being here, John. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So, uh, I met John at real hot yoga, right? Yep. You're coming to my yin class. Actually. Yeah. I met you at real hot yoga. And then, um, I saw you at church one time with Michelle, but I didn't say hi because I didn't want to freak you guys out. And I wasn't a hundred percent sure that it was you guys in the crowd, you know, so I didn't want to like be a weirdo. But that's pretty much how we bonded, I think, because I was like, I think I saw you guys at church and then we all became friends and it was magical. Um, We kept kept on running to each other. It was like weird, you know, idiosyncrasies or synchronicities, whatever it is. But we just kind of kept on crossing paths with each other. Yeah. And Michelle and I figured out that we bartended at the same bar like a long time ago. So it's just I don't believe in coincidences. And, uh, you know, and then you did the, the yin and massage Reiki workshop with me in, was that April? Uh, June, April, I get my dates mixed up to be honest, but that was a great class though. I love that. We have to do another one soon. Yeah, we totally do. It was so much fun. And then of course I've gotten massages from you and the cupping. So, um, yeah. And we've taught, we've, we've had some, some fantastic talks. So I'm glad that now we're going to just have a fantastic talk publicly. <laughs> I love it. Me too. I've been excited for a while now. Thank you. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's start at the beginning, I guess, you know, like how did you get on your spiritual path and what is your conception of spirituality? Uh, conception of spirituality. I'll start with that. Uh, it's, it's almost infinite, really. Um, whether you think of like singular God, multiple gods, different spiritual dimension, I think everything is honestly possible. And to put it into words is just pretty much impossible for me. Uh, ever since I was a kid, first I started off going basic Christian Catholicism, kind of a background. Uh, got my confirmation, uh, all that good stuff when I was about fifteen, and from there just kind of kind of faded away, stopped going, but. What always stuck out to me since I was a kid was always more wild kind of stuff. Uh, my back down in uh, Beacon, New York for about 19 years. And uh, I used to see deer, bear, you know, foxes, you name it up there. And it was a lot of Native American names. So I always kind of attributed things to having like an animal spirit with it. So I started with totem is what really got me into it when I was younger. And uh, if you know anything about the skies and like light pollution and stuff like that, too, where I lived up in the mountains, you could look up and see buku amounts of stars because there wasn't a lot of light pollution so i'd always look up and be like what is the meaning of all this why are we here and like i would just cycle these questions and you very rarely would run into people that were like oh yeah we can talk about the spiritual stuff instead they just kind of look at me like yeah you're weird um so (laughs) 
I was kind of always on a baseline path my own ways. Then it shifted a few times. Uh, found yoga in my younger 20s, didn't stick with it, came back later, thus, you know, finding you and Nita and some of the awesome ladies over there at Hot Yoga. And uh, lately, um, I've had a lot of weird, fun stuff happening to me with, uh, I don't know, uh, shadow people and Celtic spirits and just thought I was losing my damn mind there for a minute. But it's all it's all coming together these days. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you want me to tell tell about the uh, the dreams and stuff there? Things I got going on in my life? Yeah, totally. If you want to, to maybe someone that's listening or watching will relate. I think so. Well, if anything, like my summer started this year, like literally everything felt in retrograde. Uh, had nerve pain in my jaw. I had to get a tooth pulled. The air conditioner crapped out of the house. My truck decided to blow up and I started to see shadowy figures in my bedroom going to sleep every night and I looked into these things and it was weird it just felt like they're always watching in a non-threatening way but one night uh, a few weeks about a month ago actually a month ago like today I had a dream and in the dream I was awake but I was asleep mm-hmm. everything black and white and it had this this sound of like an am radio in my head and the song sounded like an old like celtic traditional song but like new aged whatever so the next day i'm at work and i listen to podcasts i'm a massage therapist of course and i'll put one headphone in kind of listen to podcasts the day it goes on and i found something that was radio recordings back from the 1990s it was the art bell show it used to be a radio caster basically for a lot of the paranormal and in this show about shadow people where you had people on there talking about it that same exact song I'd heard in my sleep was the same song halfway through this recording. And it was a uh, Lorena McKenna, the mummer's dance. So it has like that weird Celtic, you know, very powerful Celtic kind of wisdom in the sound. I love and, that song. Dude, so I love it. So it's funny. I hear that song and I hear that again in this radio recording. And then if you know the store labyrinth walking over here in Sacristy, uh, we go in there, me and my wife and my kid and, uh, I hear the song start to play and I'm like, babe, it's, it's the song again. She's like, there's no way. Oh my God, it's the song. So like, oh, I'd never heard this song for like 20 something years. And now I'm surrounded by this song. And uh, I felt like some kind of affinity where I heard something else about a Celtic God, Kroninos, uh, God of the wild. And it kind of brought me down another rabbit hole. So now I feel like thus all the green, uh, like the green man, the wild man is like always kind of around me right now. So you know, yeah, it's it's weird saying that out loud, but like when you know that it's true, it doesn't sound so weird anymore. So, you know, I can imagine some of your stories. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, I definitely have stories. And I think that, you know, this morning when I was getting ready for my day, like the Mummers dance came on my phone and I haven't heard that song in a long time. Um, yep. I mean, who knows? Maybe the devices are listening, but... I feel like spirit communicates with me through music. And so I, you know, I sent you a text. I was like, look, they know that I'm going to talk to you later. So I think it's all like, it's all relative and it's all like part of the plan. And I know that we talked about this the other day, but you were saying that you were waking up at like three o'clock in the morning. And I think to me, that symbolizes that spirit is trying to get your attention. So like, during the day, maybe you're missing those signs, but maybe not because you're saying like, oh, I walked into the store and I heard the song. I just think that, 
your guides are just trying to get your attention. And so it's cool that you notice because it's like, all right, now to me, it feels like those challenging things that you went through this summer, like the nerve pain and the AC, it's like, I feel almost like sometimes there are challenges that come our way to initiate us into like our next level of evolution or whatever you deeply or maybe even subconsciously desire. Like it, like it's going to, things are going to start happening to deliver what you really want, like your manifestation. I don't know if you're currently like thinking of something uh, consciously that you're trying to, to manifest are you okay. currently it's so everything I've been manifest manifesting is more or less like just the spiritual journey as itself um, on yeah. this table that the camera's on right now is about 16 different books from wild Celtic religions to the uh, Egyptian book of the dead. Okay. So Buddhism's over here. Witchcraft is over here. Um, kind of surrounding myself with it really. And I'm not sure what the whole reasoning is. Maybe the reason is just doing it and uh, whatever it is. I see those synchronicities. I, Anytime I look at a clock, it's three, 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 four, four, four. Uh, wake up in the morning, you see three thirty or four thirty. So there's a song stuck in your head before you even wake up. Oh yeah. Uh, just all the, the same thing as you too. I can uh, turn on the radio and I, I feel like something's talking me through it. Sometimes just the way this song is perfect timing for this moment in time. Things like that happen just about every moment of every day to me now, dude. That's because you're awake. You asked for it. Yeah, I'm never going back to sleep apparently. So. Uh, oh well, there's. <laughs> <laughs> get some highlight yeah I, I do um spiritual uh, spiritual teas and cbds in the evening and uh lately my favorite blend has been mugwort marshmallow and i just went to labyrinth today and i got some skullcap for tea too to try to infuse a bit more in the lucid dreaming and uh protect against nightmares all that fun stuff um i want to try that tea oh I'll, I'll hook you up dude don't worry I know. Yay. So I'm so glad that you mentioned the radio thing again. That's what came in when you were telling about the dream. So you said that in the dream you were asleep, but you knew you were, you were conscious. So you were lucid dreaming basically. And then you yeah. said that everything sounded like an AM radio. Well, to me, I'm getting for you that, and I've never done this on the podcast. I guess this is meant to happen they are changing your frequency. Like you are moving from one frequency to another frequency and they are literally showing you that and they spirits, I sound like I'm crazy, but I'm not. They are doing that by literally making it sound like a radio station because that's how our, maybe that's how they figured your human self would interpret that. Does that make Absolutely. sense? Absolutely. Between, uh, you know, sound, uh, the theory that everything is vibrational frequencies. Um, yes. I feel like there's been a shift and a tune and, and you know, everything's for the better. Like I'm finding things are more in alignment. I'm getting more grounded. Um, every, like you said too, everything bad that happened this summer, I'm thankful for it. I'm really thankful because now, Great. dude, AC, I'm so appreciative of air conditioning and indoor things like that, dude. <laughs> like I, I'm a big 270 when i start getting warm it, it, it's not comfortable dude so i was like laid out on the couch my dogs were on my dog was before or it was so hot in here there was like water everywhere so my dogs like on ice skates trying to walk across the tile it's just it was it was bonkers but i'm so thankful for everything on the other side 
um, thankful that we're in the, the position in our lives financially and comfort wise that we can share one car, make things work and everything's more in tune because of it. Yeah. I love that. That's yeah. awesome. Finding the gratitude within those hardships is definitely, um, it'll change, it'll change, that'll change your frequency alone. Like just gratitude. I'm actually, I'll share with you that I'm doing this gratitude practice called the magic. It's the same author that wrote the secret and it's a okay. 20. Yeah. You would love this. And I'm, I'm just like you see the pile of books right there. Yeah, dude. Yeah, I have a pile there. I have another pile you can't see behind this pile. Then I have uh, a spiritual library back there. Like, I'm like, fr like freaking Belle, like Beauty and the Beast. Like, I want a fucking room of books one day with a ladder. It'd be amazing. But anyways, it's a book and it's a it's a gratitude daily practice for 28 days. So you're kind of like building this momentum and every day is different. But I can't even tell you like how magical it really is when you start intentionally being grateful for things like it just completely shifts the energy and you can really start to manifest from a place of love and gratitude. It's it's amazing. So I think that that that's awesome that you could just see the the gratitude in those shitty situations. Yeah, you know, a lot of my life, too, I'll, you know, I'll put this out there. I always held a lot of, uh, held on to a lot of anger, always kind of like held back from trying to show compassion and love, just feeling muted, walled up inside. You know, you've been in Northern too. I'm originally from New York. People kind of put their shields up a little more. Uh, down here, I hold the door for someone. They say, thank you. I try to do it up in New York. They think I want to take their damn wallet. You know what I mean? Like, well, don't show gratitude or compassion that much. So trying to to do that for myself to help, you know, people that I love in my life, my wife, my daughter, my animals, my family, you name it, you know, people like you, uh, the old me wouldn't be able to show any kind of love or gratitude or compassion because it's just walled up and like, ah, I don't do that kind of shit. Sorry for cursing. No, uh, you can, we can <laughs> fucking curse here. Right. But now I, you know, I'm very appreciative of just simple things in life. And, uh, I don't feel like, you know, I'm reaching for something out there. Like I need more, 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 or, you know, oh, just one more thing that'll make me feel better. It's like, no, I'm feeling happy here in the moment. And that's just kind of my new wheelhouse is just, I am me, I am now not worried about the anxiety, the future, the depression, the past. Staying in this moment is the most important thing to me and trying to share compassion with others, even when I'm uncomfortable, even when I'm like, I feel like being antisocial, I want to hide in a dark room and read a book. I still make it my point to go out and smile at someone or say hi or you know, you never know how it's going to affect someone's day, you know, ask the cashier how they're doing today, things like that. And that just means that resonates a lot to me. And I feel like I'm doing my work. I'm doing God's work when I do things like that, just by being friendly to people. Because again, I'm a giant with a bunch of tattoos and people are like, ah, and I'm like, oh, hey, how's it going? I'm like a big kid. And yeah, uh, you, you know, are. it takes people off guard just to be nice to people. And I just, I really enjoy giving that kind of gift to people. And I mean, it's, it's, it's a selfish gift too, because I feel better because of it in the long run as well. Mm -hmm. So, oh yeah. I am so glad that you shared so openly about that. You are a big dude. You're like a big <laughs> teddy bear though. You're one of my favorite people and you you just are very masculine. Um, but I feel like you're also balanced in your feminine energy as well too, just because you're just so, you are compassionate and kind. And so you said the old you, 
And I can't even think of you in that way because you're just, you're like a brother to me. And so my question is, and we're, we're going to go deep, I guess, is like, what, what was like a catalyst moment for you that allowed you to feel safe to like embrace those softer sides of you? Because I think this is so important that we talk about this because I think that there's so much focus and emphasis on toxic masculinity. And I think there's not enough emphasis on divine masculine and like the healthy masculines that are like, you know, out there loving and being in their balance of both of those energies within them. And I think that you embody that. And if you're comfortable with it, I would love for you to just kind of share maybe about that about your journey. I know I just said a lot, but you, no, do you feel me? <laughs> Are we here? <laughs> I'll, I'll start, I'll start with, um, you know, like you mentioned, like, what's the old me? Yeah. Um, old me had the New York attitude, even though I was from the mountains, I was still a New Yorker. And I made sure to kind of like, oh, I'm from New York. You, you know, y'all ain't shit. Fuck with so me. Kind of like, it just, it, you know, you had to represent or something, but I moved on and I realized that I was kind of like riding a lot with my ego. Um, I was in the military. I was a Navy gunner's mate for six years. Uh, I did two deployments, saw about 20 countries. And, you know, I mean, you have to have kind of an edge on you being in the military, but, you know, you're still with like your brothers and sisters out there and you're learning things and you're exploring things. But like, I got out of the military sometime late 2009 and I moved down here to Myrtle Beach. And that's where humility really kicked me in the nuts. Uh, You know, (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> 19 years, New York, six years, the military. I, I made it. I'm here. I, you know, I got this. I come to Myrtle Beach and, you know, they don't owe me a damn thing down here. And going to college, uh, I worked at the unemployment office. I was miserable walking into there at the first point. And then I found uh Jitsu. And I, it was like crack to me, dude. I got hooked on it. I was Jiu-Jitsu? Yeah. Brazilian I bet you fuck people up in Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> Well, see, the good thing about being a big guy and knowing how to tie people up is that usually you can like have them like a rear naked choke hug and the fight stops because they're like, please don't. And you can just walk them out the door. Um, But it came in handy. It helped to humble me a lot because when you're you're doing something like that, like a chess match with people and you can be the big, strong person. But some some dude half my size can wrap me up and choke me out. And you're like, oh, that's humbling. So it kind of like, whoa, uh, people are like, I don't want to mess with you. I'm like. Don't worry about me. Worry about that guy's five foot five, 125 pounds. He has no choice but to break your kneecaps. With a little so, ninja. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on that for a while. And then that was, you know, it was not one direct thing. It was several timings of different things. That was a thing that helped take away the armor of ego to kind of strip away those pieces for a little while. And then I moved on. I uh, I was a bouncer for a little while where, you know, jujitsu came in hand. Um but which we call it again, too, I kind of got a little lost in the nightlife for a little bit. But the bonus side is that I found my, you know, my now wife, Michelle, you know, we've been married for a year and I was a bouncer. Uh, you know, my kid, I have a daughter. She was starting to grow up, too, and just kind of like finding yourself in like weird things. Then I got out of the nightlife and coming back daytime, decided to go back to college. And by this point in my life, I had, a cha- I had attained an associates in business most of an associates in human services. And I was like, what do I do with my life? And I was going to go for physical therapy and I found massage first. And I was like, okay, this is the core credits for that class to see where this goes. And dude, I love it. I've been doing it for like five years now. And I think all of this stuff ties in together because being like, you know, 
attaining to be like a divine masculine is a lot of humility. Um, it's not maintaining the toxic format of putting up a wall and being all aggressive. It's more so being strong yet gentle, you know, understanding the respect that you have. And for me, I mean, I've got people getting naked on tables and trusting me with their bodies. So, so, I mean, you can't be weird. You can't be aggressive. You can't be creepy. So it's like, it just kind of like, it molds you, lets you down. When you let your guard down, people let their guard down to become comfortable with you. And, and through ultimately through finding my time myself, helping others is how I found more of myself. And it's no longer you against something or someone it's you with someone you're building something, you're building those connections. And by building those connections, I find that I get more and more connected to everything, just everything in life. And the more you try to bring people into your circle, the more you find yourself, the more that you find yourself giving and appreciating things more and, uh, kind of dropping that ego. And that was that road on my shoulders for a long time, dude, I'm about to be 38 in December and, uh, I'm still shaking it off, you know, so I'm still learning every day. Thus the, uh, the crazy man amount of books on my table and uh, you know, just forever learning, forever improving. And uh, you know, just looking back without regret and trying to look forward, doing something positive. Yeah, for sure. I think that's amazing. Yeah. And um, I mean, I think it's awesome. And I think that it's inspiring too, because I, I think that, if men like you can embrace that divine masculine, then it can inspire other men to so soften, but with strength, like you said, like a, like a gentle strength, um, being vulnerable. And I think that you could start a movement. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Well, the, the ground kind of moves when I walk on it. So I'll start there and, you know, <laughs> you know, why not? <laughs> But yeah, no, thank you. Thank you very much. I, uh, you know, I find myself looking up to stronger personalities and people, not necessarily even celebrities, just people like, you know, people like you and Nita have improved me and my wife's lives drastically just by being good personalities and energy. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. You know what That's I mean? And so just by, awesome. Thanks, dude. Thank you. Because <laughs> by finding better people like yourself, it's easier to kind of like, oh, there's goodness in people. And then you start that starts to spread like wildfire. And then if you can't find the good person, it makes you want to become the good person even more. And, you know, yeah. we're all humans, you know, we're all spiritual beings living a human experience. And, you exactly. know, it might not be the same thing that you're going through or someone else, but everyone's going through something to some degree. So there's no reason not to reach out and just try to make things better. Exactly. And I love that you said that the more that you give, like, it's like the more, the better you get as a person. And, and I agree. I think, the more that you give and put out there, like the more that you'll receive and yeah, helping others. Like, thank you for saying what you said. Um, holding space for people in yoga classes literally gives me life. Um, just watching people's energy, just like you, and you see this too, right? When you work with people on your table, you can visibly see the change in their energy and just everything. Um, when they make an investment in themselves, like make an investment coming to a yoga class or make an investment, getting a massage, just taking care of themselves and just watching them kind of relax and shift is like the whole reason, like we do what we do for people. And then just in that we receive so much. So I love that you said that too. I think that that's 
super, super important. It's like something I learned a long time ago. It's like, if I want to get out of my own way, like I go and help somebody. If I want to get out of my head, it's like, I go and help somebody. Absolutely. It's like, you can't even think about your own bullshit if you're helping somebody else. And I don't mean like, you know, neglect your feelings and shit and then hide out in that. (laughs) But you know what I mean? Absolutely. You know, I think it, if anything, it broadens your horizons and shifts your perspective where, you know, yeah, getting out of your own bullshit for a little bit. You're not helping someone because you're trying to get out of it. You find that by helping other people, your shit goes away. It doesn't become so important anymore. If you're not dwelling on it, how important was it really? If you're helping someone else, you had enough time to move your things aside for someone else, then you should ultimately be able to do the same thing for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Well, I also know that you're Reiki certified, right? I am. Uh, I did level two, uh, finishing massage school about four and a half years ago. I feel like I don't do Reiki specifically like you do in a session, but I do feel that since Reiki, since my attunement, things are open. You feel things. Always been kind of, uh, you know, the empath and such like that, but I really feel it a lot more now with people and my hands are directly on skin, but I do feel like when you hover above something, you feel that energy so much more now. Now that I know what it is, I can feel that vibration. I can feel that heat. And I know what it's doing, you know what I mean? But I'm still still wide open to stuff, too. I want to learn a lot about that. Actually, one of my books I got is right here. I pulled this one out the other day. Actually. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, dude. I got this one from uh, my Reiki uh, master back in the day there, dude. And I'm just trying to get more and more into it because, yeah, the, the spirituality is just limitless. And I'm trying to learn it all right now. So Re- Reiki is a path for me, dude. Yeah, me too. I wonder, uh, I wonder what your human design is. Um, if you're interested in a human design reading, I can, uh, refer you to my friend Madison. She did one for me. And I also have this book over here. I'm not going to get up because I'm literally (laughs) wearing my bathing suit right now. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's this book and it's the gene keys and you can decode yourself. And she decoded a couple of my gene keys. And the whole point of me being here is literally the serpent path of ascension. So I'm with you. Like, like, you know, I haven't been drinking alcohol for the last couple of weeks because I just feel, thank you. Little violin, little violin. (laughs) Um, I just, I feel good. Oh, by the way, go on. Yeah, I just feel good. It's just, you know, it's not that I was drinking lots of drinks. It's like even just a drink changes my frequency uh, for I've noticed for a little bit of time. So not just that day, but like days after. Also, just from like a gut and just stomach perspective, I just feel a lot better. So I've been doing that and I'm like, you know, I did that. I don't know if you saw it on Facebook, but I did that uh, sweat lodge, ice bath, Wim Hof. Yo, you and yeah. Michelle, you and Michelle have to go to this. It's yeah. like, I was telling them at the end, we smoke hookah and drink tea. And like, <laughs> I was telling them that like, if alcohol, giving up alcohol is part of what I need to do to continue my path of ascension, I'm going to fucking do it because my whole point of being here is that 
Um, so anyway, that was like a lot of details, but if you're interested in getting decoded or you and Michelle want to get decoded, my friend Madison does it. And it's just fascinating to see like how you process and digest life. Like I learned and I was like, oh, no wonder. So I learned that I am a generator, which essentially means that I have unlimited energy. Um, and for me to manifest instead of actually trying to manifest the best way for me to manifest is to literally allow. And I was like, no shit, like no shit. Because when I try to force things and press things, that shit doesn't work for me. But when I put it out there into the universe and allow, it's just like magic. And then there are all kinds of different human designs. There's like a generator, a projector, a manifester, manifesting generator, like all kinds of things. Uh, there's something else, but I forget. She's really good though. And so she could tell you about like, about you. It's just another way to learn about you. Like we have the Zodiac, we have all that shit. So this is just another layer. Yeah, uh, dude, hook up that information. I'd absolutely love to go and uh, find out what I am through her. Uh, one of the previous books that I just got done reading was it's Rebecca Campbell. It was Letters to a Starseed. Oh. And she, she kind of glances in that, too, about the different... Um, the human not, designs? Yes, different, uh, just in her own words, basically. But I'm very interested in that because, like, if that's, like, your your strength, your superpower, what you're supposed to be doing here, I, I want to know how to do that kind of stuff and lean into it a bit more while I'm doing all of this at the same time, you know? Totally. I'll give you her information. Um, it, it was definitely really... Uh, helpful for me to learn how I can create more in my life and learn how to be that because that's what we are we're creating everything around us so why not learn more because I also found that and tell me if you found this too that the more that I love myself and walk on this path of seeking spirituality it's really just going in and in and in and seeking you like so the more that i learn about me the more that i learn about god um i believe that we're all aspects of god and so the more that i learn about me the more that i learn about you and that's just what i'm i don't know are you finding that i i'm definitely finding that and uh <laughs> The, the brutal truth is the more that I find out, the more I read, less I actually know. Literally uh, same. <laughs> I, I'm surrounded by like 30,000 books and I'm like, all right, I got it. And then it's like, and I was like, I don't know shit. Um, so I'm trying to like, yeah, absolutely. But it's it's humbling. I love it. it to me, it feels like it's like a, like a glowing ball, basically, where it kind of comes in and then pulls out, comes in and pulls out like ever expansion to like no end. So it feels like a two step forward, one step back process, but I'm learning so much in this process. And like you said too, once you're awake, you're, you know, not going back to sleep. You know, you can't put Pandora back in the box, dude. <laughs> uh, it's, it's wide open for me right now. I feel wide open. I'm working on grounding, but ultimately like you're saying too, is that working through people, you find so much more about yourself, about spirit, about God. And uh, yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't prefer any of the path. Absolutely. Yeah, I think it's awesome that you're on the path and, you know, asking you shall receive, you know, you were like, I just want to be more deep on the path. So now you're getting woken up in the middle of the night, you're getting repetitive <laughs> songs, you're getting images or you're seeing things. Um, 
and just embracing that with vulnerability and courage and integrity, like is just amazing. But, um, speaking of integrity, I know you and I have had, you know, our table talks, that's what I call them when, when you're giving me a massage and And uh, we, That'll be my podcast, Table Talks. Fuck yeah, you should. <laughs> table Talks. Because, hey, uh, oh man. Go to sleep during the interview. So it's going to be a little hard to, hard to record on those. But no, go. Yeah. You should just start like permission to record. This is for a TV show or this is for a podcast, <laughs> but Table Talks for sure. Yes. One time, I think we were talking about spirit guides. And I was talking about Archangel Michael. And um, yeah about how Archangel Michael was basically the first spirit guide that started to present himself to me. And that's pretty much what opened me up was Archangel Michael. And I know that you said that you had similar connection to Archangel Michael. Side note, I just realized that my video says Lauren Calloway. Well, yeah, what's that about? Yeah, so that is my friend Lauren Calloway. Okay. We were doing the Journey to the Heart podcast together, and uh, we share the Zoom link. So I should probably okay. just rename myself very casually here. <laughs> I always feel like she's with me when I'm doing this. Oh my gosh, that's awesome! There we go. I just noticed that. Anyway, whoop, back <laughs> to uh, Archangel Michael. Like, do you want to do you want to talk about your experience with that? Absolutely. And the thing is, it wasn't, it's weird how it kind of came to manifest too. Cause again, I did church in the past. I know very little biblically when it comes down to it. Um, I, I know I feel angels and things like that. I know they're there, but like back then the word might, I was going through some turmoil and chaos in my life. Um, I was just kind of like, I was coming out of a relationship and just things were just kind of just muddied water. And I was the like, fucked up one. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, I was just like, where the fuck do I go? And the word Michael came out of my mouth and I I wasn't reading anything about Archangel Michael. I wasn't reading anything. I don't even have a Michael in my family. And just for some reason, I felt the resonation of that and almost like this cobalt blue electric blue light is in my head, in my third eye, which I didn't know at the time because this is before between spirituality, basically. And after that, I, just, I don't know why. It's just like I, I felt like saying it, like screaming it out loud at the top of my lungs. And it just kind of like empowered me. First, I broke down in tears. And then from there, it just like kind of moved me forward. And I guess looking back on it, it's like one of those, again, humbling moments where it shatters your ego, takes away your expectations and stuff and says, hey, this is what you need to do to move forward. And I felt like within a second, all of this was said to me in my head. And it kind of like got me back into like you know a good mindset to start moving forward in my life and then from there things just got continuously better um i can think of numerous times where I, i'm i'm sitting there like even during like a massage working on someone and i see like a zip of like a small blue light or something like that and i feel like that's that's him kind of like checking in seeing what's going on and then going off in his way basically but even my tattoo the the blue and stuff i always feel like it's it's there it's with me all the time and i don't necessarily work spirit or stuff through angels but i feel like michael's got my back just about any given time 100 percent. so how did you figure out that it was archangel michael it was a knowing um you just were like whoa okay i i I just kind of delved more into buddhism and stuff for a little while and 
post-military, I was trying to go more enlightened to a Buddhist perspective and like not thinking anything else, just strict and narrow, but I wasn't really living the life of a Buddhist, just more or less delving those philosophies. So it was astonishing to me when the word Michael came to me, I was like, okay, this is different, but it shouldn't all work together. And then, you know, flash forward to today, I'm like, oh no, it all works together. You know what I mean? It's not just one singular path at all overflows and i think maybe it was the the strength of michael to push me forward the peace of buddha things like that just kind of inspirations and glimpses and it's just it's a knowing and another thing that kind of comes to me is like when you get a thought in your head that isn't yours that's a message that's another message to me i'm like i don't even know that word why am i thinking of that and it's just like mm. awesome. like oh that's let me write this down and look into it um, and you know, I felt like it helped too. I used to do a lot of, uh, I used to do meditations back in the day with, sometimes I go really deep into it with like a mirror and a candle and like, oh, yeah. see that I, I, I swear there's a few times I saw like my face change. Maybe it was past or future lives or something. Holy shit. I can't believe you're saying that. Yeah. Yeah. That ass. Because, yeah. well, I'll tell you, you finish and then I'll tell no, you. I, I, dude, I can ramble for hours. You go on, please. No, I mean, I'm just like. <laughs> Archangel Michael was my entry into my spiritual awakening. Um, I had a woman who channeled Archangel Raphael. She's actually going to be on the podcast and we're trying to work it out. Her name's Kelly Kalodney and she channels Archangel Raphael, the angel of healing. And I was doing so much healing. I was going through my yoga, my OG yoga teacher training at Prancing Peacock. And, uh, when she comes into the channel, like she does toning and her voice actually changes and shit. It's wild. And, um, yeah, I, she said that the angels wanted to communicate with me. And so I met with her and, you know, she told me that I was a clear channel for Archangel Michael. And I had had a lot of things happening to me too, like the name Michael, or even as a kid with Catholicism, I was so intrigued by the story of Michael, like the slayer with the sword, like badass angel. And um, I had another woman who, who channels, um, I'm not sure if she's still actively doing the work, but she worked with Archangel Metatron. Mm, okay. And so she was, she also told me that I was a clear channel for Michael. And then along the way, like, yo, dude, like even in Costa Rica, I was doing Temescal and Oso, who barely, this shaman there who barely spoke English, looked at me and said, Michael. And I was like, yeah. Dude. Like, so I started becoming comfortable with, okay, this is who I am. And so I think that it's no coincidence that you and I like met and teamed up and you have that energy. Um, I have that energy too. Like I have the sword, I have Archangel Michael's sword tattooed on my leg. Um, It's just an energy that I've grown really close with. And I used to only think that, oh, well, I only channel Michael, I only channel Michael. But then really it just opens the door to allow the other guides in. But I think it's fascinating that you said that when something comes in your brain and you're like, what? I don't even know that word to use discernment too. like, and I know you do because you live in integrity. That's why like we get along so well because we both live in integrity and we work with the Michael energy. And that's just how it is when you work with the Michael energy. It's all about integrity and honesty and um, just doing the right thing. Which Absolutely. can be a burden for me sometimes. I'm like, God damn it. I just want to have fucking fun. But I can't like do things that 
are not morally okay. Like it's just not who I am here on earth in this time. But anyways, where was I going with that? Oh yes. So using discernment, like when something comes in, like making sure that, you you know, cause as empaths, we can take on other people's energies as well. So just being mindful, but you said your face changed. So dude, I what used to have this healing room. Yeah. I used to have this healing room in New Jersey. Shout out to any of my clients that I saw in New Jersey in this room. It had a big fucking mirror on one wall. And I put, yeah, I'd put the people on the table, right? And the mirror was there. And, you know, with Reiki, you walk around the body and you're doing the light touching for the Reiki transmission. Dude, my face would change all the time in the mirror. And it's kind of freaked me out a little bit, but I thought that was crazy that you said that you've seen that because I've definitely seen that too. And um, I used to think that room was a portal. I really did. I was like, this room is a portal. And I was working at um, like a holistic healing fair in Bordentown, like a couple of years ago in New Jersey. And actually my friend Julio, who was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, we talked about this moment, this very good psychic. Her name's Judy K was there at the event with me. Like I was in my corner doing Reiki. Like I was doing Reiki all day and she was doing her readings and I booked a reading with her cause I just felt the call. And I wanted to know, I wanted her to ask spirit, like, is this room a portal? Like, what do I do? Because deceased people were coming to me. Like I saw them in my apartment. I would get messages. Yes. I know yes. you're laughing. Yeah. This shit's crazy. I understand. Absolutely. Yeah. So (laughs) I sat down with Judy and she's like, okay, like, what do you want to know? And I asked her like a couple questions and I'm like, I want to know if this room is a portal. And she went around to my back and like put her hands here and put her hands on my head and she starts fucking laughing. And I'm like, (laughs) what are you laughing at? Like it freaked me out. And she's like, your, your room is not the portal. She's like, you're the portal. And she just started laughing. And I was like, oh my God, what does that mean? And, you know, she was like, yeah, you have mediumship abilities. And I was like, I don't, I'm not ready. So like spirit's only going to give you what you can handle in any given amount of time. But that's crazy that you and I have so much similarity. Like, yeah, it's crazy, right? Like when you, and then, like you said, like you can't, you can't put Pandora back in the box. It's like, fuck, I've seen all this. I've experienced it. I've had some super fascinating experiences with clients on my table. And I mean, unexplainable shit, like inexplainable. That's the word, right? Absolutely. I don't know. People, people pour out, man, when they they feel comfortable, they get exposed with you doing Reiki sessions with me during massage. I mean, I, I'm thankfully I'm, I'm like a vault, man. I'm like, you can tell me anything and it's your secret. To God, I'm not going to tell anyone else because I'm like, I've got some some pretty shady spe- secrets about people, dude. And I'm like, I'll never tell anyone. Yeah. Years, but they trust you know, us. Absolutely. And, you know, why not? Because it's, it's it's good to have trustworthy people. You build that trust. You give that trust. It's a shared experience and, you know, not something you can take lightly from someone. But you mentioned about the face changing. Do you think that's more of an ancestral past to the past, the future versions of your soul self? Like when you see the face change, what is your perception when you see the, that change in the mirror? What do you think it is? So when I met with 
the women that channeled those angels, Metatron and Raphael, I asked, you know, will my face change or my voice change? And they said it could. To me, it was those guides. Oh, like me, literally, I call this the conduit, me literally being the conduit for the higher realm. Mm -hmm. So when I saw it, I saw like, I've seen like Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, um, Archangel Michael, like, yeah, I've seen some interesting things. So that's kind of what I interpreted as, but that's the cool thing I think about the spiritual path. It's like they, the spirit, they, your, your guides or whatever is going to present itself in a way that makes sense to you. So if you felt in those moments that it was a window to your past, that's probably what it was. You just, I think with all these experiences, it's about trusting, using that discernment and tr- trusting yourself. So like in that moment, did you feel that it was your a window to your past? Or did you feel like it was a guide coming in and using you, you as the physical vessel in this, this dense frequency, right? Because they're higher frequency than we are. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? Am I going off on a tangent? No, you're not, dude. If anything, I mean, like, Speaking more broadly and going into the tangent, I need this stuff because there's no <laughs> one precise answer to this. It's like it, it's like, well, there's this, but wait, no, there's there's more levels to it. It just kind of keeps going. But dude, yeah, I've seen past lives. Um, I've seen like my totem animal spirits come to me before. One of my what's your power animal? So my life guide is the wolf. Um, yeah, affinated towards ravens. The whole ability to kind of walk in this world and the next, and then um. For me, quiet mind meditation, when I was doing a mirror meditation with candlelight years ago, I saw the heart shape of the barn owl, like oh, pretty much nice. off my face and come out. And beautiful thing about that, that's a, a bird with like silent flight. You can't hear it. You know what I mean? Like to me, that's just like, I, it just became like a meditation spirit for me. So it's between those. Um, lately, I've told you, I've been seeing a lot of like Kernunos, Celtic God deity, and he's got like the, the antlers, the horn God, basically. So I've been seeing. Yep of that and then um quick story about when i was younger when i was 19 i was picking up to leave off in the military and I told you my backyard was the mountain the woods everything like that and at nighttime it's definitely quiet out there because the acoustics in the mountain one night i was walking through the woods it's dark outside a couple lanterns and whatnot a few houses and i started to hear crunching the leaves out comes out a baby deer and a mother deer and i was like oh that's sweet but all i could see was the silhouettes because it's nighttime and then i felt the presence Felt the presence of like a deer that was right. It looked like the size of a damn refrigerator. It was a truck, like walking out with these antlers and just came out and stood out in the road, maybe no more than about 20 feet in front of me. And I just kind of standing at calm, but I didn't feel threatened. I didn't feel threatened, but I felt like power. I felt the presence and he let its family cross the road and then just kind of like checked me out and just slowly walked away. I mean, wow. like, you're dealing at the terms of a wild animal and you're my size versus a deer. You're like, it's whatever it wants to do. And it chose to just kind of acknowledge me, be peaceful and move on. But for me, that's like a powerful thing that always stuck and resonated within me. Now I'm seeing the horn God 24 seven now, which is basically like the embodiment of masculine, the deer, you know, winter solstice, summer solstice, death and rebirth. And it's all, it's all coming together, dude, you know? And yeah. uh, just when I figure it out, I won't and life will surprise me again. And, you know, 
thus the cycle will continue, you know? <laughs> yeah. And I love that you mentioned that story. Um, it's just amazing um, how spirit shows up for us. I have a similar story. <laughs> Not surprised. <laughs> so my power animal is an eagle. And uh, I discovered that when I did a shamanic journey with my mentor up in the Northeast, Scott Evans, he was on the podcast like months ago, but he's amazing. And I was doing sweat lodges with him. And so we did the shamanic journey so I could figure out what my power animal was. And so it's, it's an Eagle. So, you know, I designed my Phoenix tattoo, like bird medicine is really big for me too. So you mentioned, uh, the Raven. I like when I was super into like NFL, my team was the Baltimore Ravens. So that's funny. Then you mentioned the owl. So I actually had this experience like weeks ago, I was on the phone with somebody and I don't know, like this owl, you guys have never been to my place, but there's no. a breezeway and I'm on the bottom floor and there's stairs that go up and there's woods right here next to me. And I parked my car and was having a conversation with someone and this white massive owl flew from the fucking trees right in front of me on the fucking stairway and looked at me. And it was like a significant conversation I was having. And so to me, I was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, I just feel like animals just pop along and communicate and bird medicine is really big for me. So that inspired me, like what you said about the owl. And then, so the deer story that I have is the first time I think I ever did Reiki. Yeah. It was the first time that I went to go do Reiki. My uncle was battling cancer and he was open to anything. He was going for his surgery the next day and, um, it was prostate can cancer. So I went over to his house and he lived in Mount Laurel in New Jersey, which is like, really beautiful woodsy and they have a really big yard. So I, I get him set up. He's laying on the table and I'm like, Oh, let me just go wash my hands to clear the energy first. And their kitchen has a big ass window and the lights were on in the kitchen. And you know, when it's dark outside, you can't see outside because the light is reflecting with the light on. Yeah. So I'm washing my hands and dude, I see something move in the fucking window and I'm like, what the fuck? And I, <laughs> I curse a lot. Oh, you're good, dude. I'm a and sailor. I, yeah. And I <laughs> turn the light off. There must have the most massive buck I've ever seen. It must've been like an eight point buck. Like it was fucking big and it just looked at me and I felt like it almost was like, okay. And like, I just got chills. So I was really, you know, mentoring with Scott and he's, uh, follows the Lakota tradition. And so I told him and he said, oh my God, like, oh, like dear nation, dear medicine. So I've always felt very connected to like, I guess, yeah, the buck, the, the deer, the stag, whatever. But that was a powerful moment. Like, I'm never going to forget it. It was so damn close to the window. And then it just like went on its way. And then I went and did the Reiki and yeah. my uncle had like successful surgery and like he's cancer free. And I would never, I would never take credit for that. I it's energy. It's God. But that yeah. was one, that was my first like Reiki client experience. So I'm wondering, like, do you remember what was going on in your life when you saw that deer? 
Absolutely. I was, you know, just about when I was 19, uh, turned 19 in December, I was about to ship off to the military that January. So literally a couple of weeks away, kind of hit a crossroads in my life where <laughs> I was getting a lot of speeding tickets. Uh, <laughs> one of the charges, legend speed racing at 130 miles an hour and a 45. Um, I was getting into trouble and yeah, just, just a little faster. than. Oh limit. my um, God. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I'm from New York and uh, fast and the furious is kind of big back then and we were all idiots. So what are you going to do? 130 um, but, and a 45. Jesus. Yeah, you know, it, was, it was like two o'clock in the morning. It was me, my other friend. He had a Mitsubishi Eclipse. And we were just kind of like racing on the highway. Oh my we, God, I remember the Eclipse cars. <laughs> yeah, everyone had one. That or like the Honda Civic. Literally, I have a Honda Civic. There you go. There you go. Uh, but I was just getting into shit. That was at a crossroads in my life. And I was just like, man, I'm about to take off in the Navy. Like, I'm leaving New York for the first time in 19 years. I've been on vacation, but I've never lived anywhere else. And uh, yeah, it was a wake up call, you know, going through boot camp, the military, stuff like that. So I feel like it's kind of like almost like a, a send off from the deer, kind of like, all right, you're leaving the mountains now. You're on to a new path. You're pushing forward. And it was just kind of like, I guess maybe that strength from the deer, you know, that kind of brought it out there. And again, like I look back on it now and I've thought about it more now moving forward than I did back in the rest of my life. Because, again, it's just kind of like that that strength, like talking about before, like divine masculine, where it's like. It's not a it's not a wolf. It's not a tiger. It's not a lion. It's not out and powerful and vicious with teeth and fangs. No, it's it's big. It's strong. It stands tall. And it has just like a gentle energy about it where it's like it's you're not in its crosshairs unless you have to be. And it's just one of those very powerful things of a message to like take this strength and go forward with you. And then about a couple of weeks later, I was in the military. So, you know, just one of those iconic moments, those memories that I hold with. And it's it's really coming more and more in my life these days. Yeah, I think that's amazing and awesome because I just feel like we share so much in common, which is so great and fucking awesome. Like, isn't, I don't know, I just, sometimes I'm like in awe about life because it's like everything really is so interconnected and like time isn't real. Like we just continually come back to ideas or thoughts or whatever and grow like it's like a spiral and everything is like a choice too so um i think it's fucking great um yes (laughs) and also now that you're connecting to the celtic stuff yeah that's actually uh, i got a new book today uh (laughs) wild i'm sorry i'm like promoting books like i'm on ellen or something like that did you get that at labyrinth i got this at labyrinth i saw it today you should talk to them in there about they are Dude, they are uh, straight up witchcraft, man. I love those ladies. They're fantastic. They're real. I've talked to them numerous times. Walked in the, the shop the same day that the song was playing in there. And I was just like, that's Kernunos. And they're like, oh, yeah, the horn god. And like, they just told me everything about it. I'm like, you say it so casually. I was just like, I've had like dreams and shadow people. They're like, yeah, that's normal. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, it's just, it's funny. Once you realize people on the same wavelength or the wavelength you're trying to attain, you're like, oh, this is, this is normal now. So it's like, you know, you're learning more and more, but dude, I love it, dude. I love, you know, delving in this direction, um, picking stuff up out there. But again, I picked up this book earlier and I wasn't sure. I was like, ah, I'm not sure if I'm going to get it or not. And I opened the page and it was the first page I went on. It's like, there's the, there's the horn God. There's the, it God was right yeah. Like you I just opened, opened it up randomly. I opened it up and it was a sitting prayer meditation to Kernunos. And I was like, well, I'm buying this now. Yeah. So I told you he's trying to connect. <laughs> trying to connect with you so that's 
your answer right there is that's how you do it is sit in meditation. That's, that's what, uh, you know, the women that channeled Raphael and Metatron and, and Scott also works deeply with Archangel Michael is to sit with the energy and, and start to develop a relationship with it basically. And then figure out your, the energy signature of that. So that's fucking awesome. I want to see that book. Hold that up again. Yeah, right on. It's uh wild magic. This little guy right here. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Forrest, I believe the name of the person is that wrote cool. this, but it's legit, dude. Um, I've just delved into it for a few minutes today so far, but I love it. And uh, it's funny that you say it's like, all right, it's time to sit down and meditate. Michelle can tell you, uh, yeah, I'm calm at work with massage and stuff, dude, but I don't stop moving. I don't stop moving for the moment. <laughs> then I've got a body pillow like wrapped up in like a rear naked choke and I'm tossing and turning all so. Unless I dose myself pretty hard in CBDs to like sleep like a rock. I'm yeah. usually like something. But so sitting down and just like letting it come to me is like probably the most difficult thing. But the easiest that yeah. I have to do forward from here is just not moving. It's just sitting. And yeah. Still is the hardest thing to do. Yeah. So, it can be very hard to sit with yourself and just, yeah, no movement can be super fucking hard. So I hear that for sure. It's like when I started yoga, I like fucking hated it. Cause I was like, well, what am I doing later? What am I having for dinner? Or like the brain wouldn't stop. But now it's like, literally like my favorite place is going in. It's going in or tuning in, tuning out, whatever that Beatles quote is, um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh i think it's fucking awesome i think your journey is inspiring i think you are inspiring as a divine masculine for other men um so like thank you for being of service on earth and like you know just continuing on the path and i'm glad that you know i'm glad that we're friends and i'm obviously here to help you with whatever i can <laughs> Absolutely. Dude, thank you so much. It's weird. We've known you for like, what, like a year now? Yeah. Just like this familiarity where I'm like, this goes further back than a year. There's something. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. We're soul. I think we're soul family. We both channel Archangel Michael. So we're soul family for sure. It's like, oh yeah, I've known Lindsay for years. Now I've only known her like 12 months. I'm like, you know what I mean? But there's just that feeling that resonates where you're like, it goes back like lifetimes or something, dude. Definitely. For sure. Thank you for. Thank you for everything, though, too, dude, you know, helping me walk this path. Um, you know, I find like enci- encyclopedias of knowledge such as yourself. And I, I've, I've never like last uh, last it's crazy because I, I don't even think of myself that way at all. Half the time I'm like, what the fuck am I doing? You, you, that's and I think that's the normalcy. I don't think anyone's supposed to know what they're doing in this life. But you're trying to like pushing and leaning into the right things. And I look to people like you as like people of wisdom the same way you, you looked at like a shaman or a sage or something like that. And it's funny. It's like we get done with yoga the other day. And uh, oh, did I lose you? No, there. I just saw your picture. <laughs> um, so I get done with the yoga and I come, you're going around, you're talking, you're being nice. People are like, oh, man, such a great class. And I like I lean up on the wall and I turn my head to the side. I'm like, have you heard of shadow people? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> just because I know I can cut through the bullshit and just talk to you, basically. And it's just I, I enjoy having that kind of friendship. Oh my God, me too. You're like a brother to me or like one of my favorite people and I need a massage soon. Um, but yeah. yeah, so if people want 
So you and I, we definitely need to team up again for another workshop and I will post about that and we'll just have to figure out. I love the Reiki reggae roots. That's fucking dope. Yeah, dude. We should well, do that. We've been doing so many shows lately. We saw stick figure down in Boca Raton, Florida. You guys saw us down the, uh, the pepper show down. Yeah. In um, like, reggae is life right now, dude. I'm serious. I love Same. it so much. The Me vibrant, too. The people there are freaking fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I think like, yeah, uh, Roots, Reggae, Reiki, something like that, dude. Get something going in the hot room. We can work on some people for about an hour and a half, put them in yoga and throw them like Bob Marley and Pepper or something like that. You know, like throw some some good tunes out there, some great energy. Yeah, I'm down. So besides that, though, like people want to connect with you for massage. Um, yeah. How how would they connect with you? So five days a week, I'm up at Spa 33. It's at uh, Kingston Resorts. It's under the Hilton. Mm-hmm. And then personal thing, if you want to reach out to me, easiest is my Instagram, Johnny Massagi, J-O-N-N-Y-M-A-S-S-A-G-Y. And uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, or, you know, see me in person, I'll hand out a card. They can talk to you. You can give them my information. I'm cool with that. Cool. Um, not throwing my phone number out here right now, but you no, know. No, don't do that. You, no, I mean, no. I'll put your Instagram tag. Um, and then, of course, like when, you know, this is airing on Tuesday. So I will. Uh, tag you in all the things so people can connect with you that way too. That's what's up, dude. Thank you. Yeah, man. Well, thank you so much for your vulnerability and honesty and just openness and super stoked uh, for people to watch this or listen, however they uh, consume it. And uh, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, remember, it's always 420 somewhere. So True, true that, true that. And uh, I hope everybody has a good week and we will see you soon. Right on, dude. Later. Thank you so much, Lindsay. Bye.